All right, hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. Uh, it is Emmett Fox Sunday, and welcome to the show. We appreciate you guys being here. I am Jason Politano, and on the line I have Mr. Chris Sheridan. Chris, how are you today? Doing great. It's really great to be here. And again, looking forward to another talk about Emmett Fox. Love Emmett Fox. One of the, and we were talking about this before the show, one of the kind of, um, I mean, he's a He's well known, but it seems in the last few years and uh, he hasn't really been getting maybe the credit that he deserves as influential as he was. Uh, so, you know, this is why we're here bringing his work out. And we talk, of course, from his book, uh, Find and Use Your Inner Power each week. Uh, so we're sharing those messages. But, uh, you know, we've done some other stuff of his as well. Seven Day Mental Diet is a great one. You can look back for that in the, uh, in the podcast from uh, previous podcasts. And we did the golden key as well. We do any more? It's just those two, right? And then when we do like, and then we do this one each week. So, uh, but great stuff, great stuff, and very uh, influential in uh, the recovery movement in AA. His 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 work is very popular and and powerful uh, in that uh, in that realm. So, all right. So this week we are looking at life is change life is change so i'm going to start chris is going to finish it up and then uh, and we'll talk about it uh chris's book is the spirit in the sky mine is if you can worry you can meditate those are both available on amazon uh, check out chris's youtube channel he has the manly hall society uh, great great manly hall work on there uh, lectures and so on uh, check us out at cosmiceye.org as well. There's some great stuff up there. We've been adding new products and things lately, so please check that out. I think you're going to enjoy that site. So. All right, life is change. I see the angel of God in every change. This is an affirmation that you should have written inside the cover of your pocketbook and also in some prominent place at home where you will often see it. It is one of the keys of a harmonious and progressive life. Especially in these critical times, it will stand out in your life like a lighthouse in a stormy sea. Change is the law of growth, and growth is the law of life. Without change, there can be no growth, and without continual growth, life fades out of any form, leaving what we call death. There is no greater mistake than to be afraid of change, and yet many intelligent people dread it and cling to what is customary and familiar. To be afraid of change is to doubt the providence of God. Hmm. It is an unintelligent fear of the unknown. If it were not for the blessings of change, men would still be primitive savages living in caves, and you yourself would still be a child, mentally, physically, would you not? Welcome every change that comes into any phase of your life. Insist that it is going to turn out for the better, and it will. See the angel of God in it. And that angel will make all things new. I see the angel of God in every change. That is that is powerful stuff. I uh, I like where you you made a little uh or a pause or something where where you said to be afraid of change is to doubt the providence of God. Yeah, and, wow, that really stuck. I didn't recognize right? it before. It didn't jump out at me like it did when I was speaking it. But it's like, oh, hmm, that's a. Uh, it puts it in a different light, you know, oh, change is hard uh, or change yourself and change the world. Um, you know, I want to change the world. seems like that's a moniker a lot of people use, you know, with mm -hmm. innovations and in technology or yeah. something and, you know, be bold, change the world and everything. But wow, but 
you know, most of us really are free. We want to change or it sounds great, but to actually get around to doing it, uh, it's a lot more difficult than the platitudes sound, but to be afraid of change is to doubt the providence of God and oh, ye of little faith. Yeah. That, uh, that's a pretty uh, old statement, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because there's a, uh, there's a, there's a saying, it's, this is an Italian saying, I'm sure other people have it as, as well, different cultures, but it's, you know, the devil that I know is better than the devil that I don't know. And there's that kind of idea of the, the fear of change that, you know, you're so afraid of change that, you know, the, the crappy circumstances and, you know, and the stuff that you're dealing with is better than the possibility of some worse unknown. Never, never thinking that there might be an actual angel of change out there, you know, and that's where this, this, um, this affirmation is so powerfully, you know, I see the angel of God in every change, it really, it requires a fundamental shift in a lot of ways, you know, and you're right, because you said, you know, we, we, we talk about change, we think about change, we tell people, you know, we, we want to change, you know, but we're, we're really at our cores, we're, we're pretty, most of us, not everyone, some people thrive on it, but, but very few people, most human beings are creatures of habit. And habit is, you know, like we've talked about every week in this show is, is really, you know, that is habit is something that's built out of your thoughts, your actions, your emotions. And so, you know, you've created those habits for the most part. You know, you've created, you know, 90% of the habits that you have, you know, sure, there's some stuff that we have that's like, you know, biological and physiological, whatever, but, you know, most of it comes out of our thinking and our actions and our emotions. Uh, so, you know, so we get used to certain, certain ways of being and, and, and we're manifesting certain things in our life, in our lives, and then you know, and then we, we, we one day we kind of wake up and look around. And we're like, why? What? What is this? This isn't working for me. This is this is this is uncomfortable. I don't like this. I feel, you know, hemmed in and, I, you know, it's, my life is too small for me and this, that and the other thing. And then we say, well, we want to change. I want to change. And then we're afraid of that change. You know, some part of us is, is afraid of that change because we've created this habitual lifestyle, this pattern of living, and we, you know, it's something we're familiar with. And oftentimes, familiarity, you know, in some part of us is safer and easier than the possibility of, you know, something that's a hundred times greater, a hundred times more satisfying, a hundred times more abundant, just because it's the unknown. You know, and I think that, I think, is, is something where we're in some ways we're kind of that's something biological you know that human beings you know for 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 hundreds of thousands of years you know we're we're, we're prey uh you know because we are not the strongest and fastest thing around we have no claws we have no you know heavy teeth or you know it's our thing is our brains and our you know our communities that we put together and so on um you know what I mean? So, so sometimes, you know, the unknown, you know, was a very dangerous, a very dangerous thing. You had to be very fearful of it. But today, you know, very few of us live in the conditions where, you know, there's an, there's a jungle outside or, you know, wild animals. So, you know, it's just, it's something that doesn't really apply anymore. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, as we've 
become less afraid of the environment and the creatures, predators, uh, the sort of difficulties and fears that are very real, um, you know, and have been historically. Yeah. If we've turned now to more dangers of, you know, society, whether it's your reputation, uh, if you stick out from the crowd, or, it, and honestly, I think a lot of this change, this fear of change, it's, the fear is not always so much that it might be worse than what I have now. Sometimes I think it, it can be that something might be better than what I have now. That is just, uh, I think as an impediment, um, maybe more with some people, depending, um, is this, you know, I can, it can be Cage's fear of success, but it's, it's really the, the fear of growth or if I take on this new responsibility or if I have greater power, I will be required to uh, back my things up or, mm. or have more responsibility. I know people have just done that with job. they've, jobs. They've skipped on promotions. Um, well, because then they have to manage a crew and they have to supervise this and sending monthly reports to the home office. And it's like, you know, yeah, you'll make more money, but you're going to have more stress. And, um, and, you know, just be a worker bee and do, yeah, especially if you like that work and, and you're okay with the, the wages. Uh, there's nothing really wrong with that. I'm not saying you always have to change things, always have to progress and always have to, uh, not everything does growth is inevitable progress yeah. we must change we will whether we want to or not <laughs> that's uh, uh at least in the areas that that we need to that that will happen regardless and we can make it as difficult um or as harmonious as, as we want um but i think you know that some of that unknown that fear of the unknown what is unknown is is being a bigger you yeah larger self <clears throat> and then what if you can't live up to it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And plus then you don't have any excuses either. You don't, if you're in a position of power, um, you, you don't have a scapegoat. Well, I couldn't do this because of that. It's like, you know, well, uh, like hypochondria. I think that's the, you know, <laughs> the root of that. Yeah. If you get better, then you have to do stuff. Uh, then, then people won't take care of you. <laughs> uh, or you don't have this constant excuse of, you know, some ailment or something like that. Now there's obviously there's legitimate um, excuses if you want to call them that with when it comes to, you know, any kind of uh, difficulty or something, but, uh, but, but those can be transcended as well. So I don't know that that's just something that jumped out. Yeah. With it's, you know, you would think on the surface that it would make sense that, oh gosh, mm -hmm. why, why wouldn't I want something better than, than something that's not as good? Well, there's a lot of reasons why a lot of those are hidden yeah and uh, but I, I don't think they should go unnoticed uh, so I'm just, you know glad we're talking about that as well as as the other things too no exactly and I think it's you know like I think it's interesting like you said you know you're held you're held accountable at a, at a higher a higher level uh, when you when you do start accepting the changes and do start accepting more responsibility in your life and things like that and and that and that can be kind of that can be kind of scary for you. I mean, it's the difference between like, you know, sitting around and you know being an armchair quarterback watching football on the weekend, or actually going out and you know playing football. Uh, they're two different things. You know, one you're you're actually have the possibility of you know winning and losing and getting hurt and 
you know, really mixing it up. And the other one, you can just sit back and kind of criticize what other people are doing without any consequences and yell at the TV and, you know, say, why did, you know, why did the quarterback do this? And why did the manager do that? And you know what I mean? There's no responsibility on you. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to talk a bunch of nonsense when you're not actually doing the thing. And so I think there, there, there's, a, you know, sometimes there's a fear, like we would want to do those things, but then some part of ourself is, is, a, is afraid of actually taking on the responsibility of a new role. And I think that might have something to do with that habit I was talking about with a little bit earlier. You, know, you just get accustomed to being in a certain place and known, you know, as, you know, in a certain way, or, you know, this is kind of just who I am or who other people think I am. And, you know, and to push past those boundaries, sometimes, you know, it, it's, it might strain the, the relationships and the, and the balances that have been achieved in whatever area you're, you're, you're in, you know, whatever. So there's, there's, there's those kinds of fears, I think. But I mean, what he's, he's really getting at is the idea that, you know, in order to, to, to be able to change, you know, in order to grow, you really do need to embrace that change. You need to make that a part of your your kind of daily life and your daily affirmations so that you you don't get stuck in those kinds of limited ways of looking at yourself and fears of the unknown and what ifs and all that i mean because really honestly you know they talk about this a lot but you know a lot, you know people with it you know very you know very old you know near death and things like that they, they, they never regret what they did they regret the things that they didn't do you know, the, thing, the chances that you didn't take, it always seems like that's the stuff that people regret the most, that they really hang on to. And so, you know, taking these chances and embracing the change and growing is, is you know, like you said, it's like, you know, without continual growth, life fades out of any form, leaving what we call death. So it's just, it's just kind of a slow form of death. And I think that's oftentimes what happens is people get, get older, you know, re you retire and then you just you know, you kind of just fade slowly out because you're not challenging yourself anymore. You're not pushing yourself. You're not changing anymore. You're not, you know, you're not opening your mind to new thinking, you know? And I think that's, it's, that's an important thing too, is like challenge yourself with change at times, you know, read the opposite view of, of what you believe just to get an idea of what the other side, quote unquote, is thinking. You know, if you're a super conservative, read something liberal. If you're super liberal and hippie-ish, you know, read something conservative and try to wrap your head around where other people are coming from and balance things out. You know what I mean? That's, that's I think, one of the ways that you can kind of encourage change and growth is to, to embrace different viewpoints, new ideas, see a movie in a genre that you, you know, wouldn't normally enjoy, you know, you wouldn't think you would like. If you just love comedies, you know, watch something serious once in a while. If you love big budget, you know, superhero movies, watch an independent, you know, film from, from the 90s or something, or a foreign movie, you know, or a classic, uh, you know, golden age Hollywood picture or something, you know what I mean? It's like just yeah. constantly, you know, and getting comfortable being in change. I think is a, is a, is a good way to do that. Cause the reality of it, if you look at your life, there is no such thing, but change. Everything is in constant flux. You know, it just appears like there's some solidity and continuity to our lives, but it is all just this energetic electrical display of God's imagination. You know, I like that. 
Thank you. I could ne- I, I, I could never repeat what I just said. I'd have to go back and listen to it because it was yeah. st- stream of consciousness, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, it, let it happen and move through you. You know, right. and I like this. Uh, yeah, the change is growth and you don't grow by doing the same thing over and over again. And like you're saying, listening to the same opinion or just doing something that reaffirms something you're already interested in. Um, yeah. There's really no change there or growth or maybe more of the same, um, but you have to step out. Uh, I like how you, you put that uh, towards something different. Um, and, you know, the, the different, yeah, that's that known devil um, is, you know, the rules, you could be in a very difficult relationship or you could be in a dead end job, um, but you know it. You know, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I even, you know, think that perhaps this may be one of the things that uh, contributes to uh, and maybe a way uh, to manage um, some of the cognitive, you know, decline that uh, some people take when they get a little bit older, um, you know, Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that, that um, especially the ones that remember things from far long ago. Uh, they can remember everybody's name. They can look at a photo album. Oh yeah, and there's Billy Sue, and that's that's her, that's her, you know, dog. And you know, they remember everything from 50 years ago. Yeah, uh, but they couldn't tell you what I had for lunch yesterday. Uh, is this not really creating new memories? Um, and it's not just storage; it's the process of your mind. Uh, so if you're constantly going over things you already know you know, looking at the same pictures, talking about the same people from your past, um, or again, reading the same types of books, uh, anything that's just kind of reaffirming, um, you're not, uh, you're not growing. Same with exercise. You have to mix it up a little bit. If you just do the yeah. same weights over and over and over, and you actually don't get stronger after a certain point. At some point, your body just goes, okay, well, I don't need this, or I don't need to do these other things. You're not challenging me here. Yeah, you can actually, in some ways, make you weaker, even even if you're kind of reinforcing, but you're reinforcing the same thing, and you need to be tripped up and our bodies and everything. But the mind thing, so I know some people that do, you know, think, oh, well, crossword puzzles are, are a great way to keep your mind sharp and uh, you know prevent this cognitive decline. Uh, but also, though, if you look at crossword puzzles, they're really only based on what you already know. Mm five-letter word beginning in a Mm -hmm. that you know uh, you know is a a fruit uh, an evil fruit or something okay well apple you had to know the thing you had to know you know the word you're using cognition to kind of piece that together but it's kind of really pulling from what you already know Mm, good point yeah it, it's still it's still a muscle. You're still lifting, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with crossword puzzles. I think they're great because, but that only does one part of your you know cognitive uh, you know, landscape. Uh, so if you're doing something like a word find puzzle, um, yes, you're maybe looking for a word that you recognize or something like that. But you're looking at a jumbled up thing, and you're you know at least with your eyes you know, in your mind, you're trying to find okay, is it going this way? Is it going backwards? Is it diagonal? Uh, you're using a little bit different. You're not really relying on old information. The word may not be new, but it's in a new place and it's in a new way and you have to use your eyes to uh, kind of uncover it. Um, But yeah, but new things, a new show, 
a new movie, new type of thing. My gosh, you're talking about, you know, looking at different kinds of movies is the amount of metaphysics and philosophy books I read. I should be, I should be reading trashy romance novels just to, to balance yeah, them. You really should. You know? <laughs> you know, where's Dan, Danielle Steele when you need her? I, mean, I know. Uh, it's something I would never dream of, but it's like, but you know what? Maybe there's something to it. Maybe just pure escapism, a mystery novel or, or something like that. Actually, I have friends who are mystery writers. I, I, I did read your books, uh, Meg, <laughs> everyone else. I'm sorry, uh, Bill. Um, but uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I just think I'm actually learning something from this as we're, as we're talking. Kind of, there you my, go. my gosh, what do I do? And you can grow and learn about the same subject and grow and learn more, but it kind of does build a wall around it. Yeah. Uh, the horizon or something is, is uh, you can't really see beyond it and, and to do, especially something uncomfortable. I love how you're talking about that. Take something that's, that's really out of your uh, normal way of thinking, even the way of thinking that you're, you know, very, very passionate about to, to read the, the enemy <laughs> uh, opinion or something or point of view is uh, ah, something to it. I'm glad you brought that up. Exactly. And I think you just like you just said too, pushing pushing out of your comfort zone is really important too. It helps you to embrace change and it helps you to, you know, create create positive change in your life. So for example, if you know, you're normally kind of an introverted person or something, you know, to do something that's a little more extroverted, you know, maybe you, you take an acting class or you do, uh, you know, you do some kind of Toastmasters, you know, work on public speaking or something like that, you know, something that takes you out of your comfort zone is it, it helps you to grow. It helps you to enlarge your view of, of, of who you are. And it, you know, and the thing about doing that is that the things that, you know, are habitual and the things that you, you know, are really dedicated to, those things seem to, to grow as well. So you can get a, you know, you can get a new angle on, on things and go deeper into the subjects you're really passionate about and things you're really dedicated to, you know, because I don't know what's saying, obviously that, you know, you, you don't want to stick with anything and go really deeply into stuff and you shouldn't be dedicated to, to your causes. Of course, you need persistence and dedication and so on to really go deep and really find success in, in your chosen area. But at the same time, you also need enough freshness in it that you can, you know, you can see new things. It's like oftentimes you see like, you know, the discoveries in science and, um, you know, in engineering and things like that. And, you know, they'll, they'll come from sometimes very dedicated amateurs, even like in archaeology, uh, Heinrich Schliemann, who uh, discovered uh, Troy, um, was, a, was, a, was an amateur. No one took him seriously. Um, so, you know, he had a different view about things. And so these kinds of things oftentimes, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to, you have to stretch, you have to stretch and open your mind and, and keep, keep that idea of beginner's mind, even when you're an expert. And I think, you know, sometimes like, for example, in academia, you know, people in their departments, they get walled off into their little department and they, you know, they don't see how things interact with each other they don't see how things overlap anymore it's just you know your view becomes very myopic right it just becomes this one point of view and then you don't see the interconnections and that's where it's like yes you've got your specialties and yes you got your things you love and your passions and so on uh, but then you know embracing the idea of change and 
you know, diversity of different like points of view and different ways of looking at things, just it keeps everything fresh. It keeps you living. It keeps you successful. It keeps you in that flow of change because really, honestly, life is change. You know, we know that. So, you know, you, you can do one of two things. You can try to fight it, which is impossible and eventually destructive, or you can embrace it and go with the flow of that change. And then you can like, like, like M. Fox says, you see the angel of God in every change. And that's a completely different way of looking at things, isn't it? Well, it is. And, and there's good reason to be afraid of change. It is, it's not an unfounded fear. You're talking professionally, especially in science. Mm-hmm. If you go against the status of history, you know, you go against the status quo, uh, like you mentioned, the archaeologist, um, you may lose your job, you'll lose your tenureship, you'll lose your grant, you'll lose your funding. Mm-hmm. Um, your book won't get published. I mean, there's, you know, people get very, very entrenched, especially institutions and mm-hmm. uh, areas of specialty. Uh, and you have to, so there is, the fear I think is real or very much can be, um, but on a personal level, say like in your inner life, um, that change, I think the metaphor still works. Uh, so if you're trying to change or wanting to change or are afraid of changing part of you uh, to move into uh, uh, higher growth, uh, larger, um, more improved version of yourself what will become of me (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. me that i am now if i become this person uh, you know you're gonna die i mean you're gonna you're not gonna be you you're not gonna be the old you anymore at least you won't have the same old excuses or uh, or whatever it is that you were doing uh before or not doing uh that now become this changed thing um you know, if you get successful, you know, some of your friends who are less successful, oh, well, yeah, easy for you to say, you got money now, or, you know, oh, too good for us now, you made it big, and, you know, I knew you when you were nobody, you know, or something. Yeah, you yeah. Very, you can get razzed for it, or guilted, and, you know, I know some of these sports heroes make millions of dollars out of college, and then all their buddies are like, well, I want a car, well, I want a house, and and, you know, they don't want to offend their guys. Not everyone can be a, you know, major NFL star. And um, they're trained very much how to be football players and media savvy. But, uh, you know, some of the emotional parts of, of money, a lot of these people lose lose money to their buddies um, just because they're gilding them out of it or there's some something like that. But you have to be willing to, um, you know, to, to take that leap. Yeah. You know, if it does destroy the old you, um, well then, okay. And maybe, maybe it had its time. Maybe it does like a, you know, shedding your skin or something like a reptile does that, um, yeah, that, that shell is gone. Um, and this new one is, it's all tender and you know, fresh underneath and, oh, it's very sensitive to light and heat and things like that. And it has to, uh, then it becomes your new, uh, your new, new coat. Uh, that you, you know, go through life with. Uh, but knowing this and what Fox said, uh, I guess maybe I can finish my segment, uh, is knowing that the angel of God is in every change. See the angel of God in it. Being afraid of change is to doubt the providence of God. So to bring that faith factor into this change, whether it's uh, bringing to your colleagues uh, a very different, challenging um, 
you know, new piece of music. If you're in a band, it's like, oh, let's do this. No, we're a heavy metal band. We're not going to do a ballad. It's like, well, maybe you look at the guy from Disturbed did the uh, Simon and Garfunkel song. It was fantastic. Uh, it was totally out of, uh, you know, type. <laughs> um, but what, you know, something really, you know, some neat hybrid, you know, really came out of it. Uh, but to know that that there's also, you're not just doing it alone. Uh, how can I, it's daunting. How can I become, you know, this much better person? Look at me, I'm just a lowly worm or something. I've just always been this way. And who am I to be great uh, or well-received or something like that? And knowing that and believing, having this faith, this faith that is, you know, functional. It's not just a pie in the sky belief, but this faith is actually functioning in your life. Um, the providence, you know, that it's for the better. That's how providence is uh, change for the better. And, um, and no, so, you know, you're not alone. Uh, like, how can I do that? How can I get out of, how can I become a better me? How can I get out of my old habits? Some people really want to change and they really try and it's still hard. Adding this faith factor with this angel of God in every change, as Fox said, it's like, well, if change is the way of life, why wouldn't, why wouldn't those same forces be there for me? Because uh, really then you're just participating in harmony with one of the greatest functions and most powerful aspects of, of the universe. And that's this evolution, this growth, this change. Planets do it, star systems do it, galaxies, turtles, you know, and it, it's kind of everywhere. Absolutely. And if somehow that manages to work out without my meddling, you know, the galaxies evolve and stars go through their, their, their cycles over billions of years, uh, maybe some of that power, maybe some of that force uh, will also be present because when you're producing this change, when you're moving with change, facing the change, um, you are participating in a force of nature. And therefore, really, how can you go wrong? If you look at it that way, if you look at it like, oh, it's just me against the world, or, you know, I've been this way, this is this known way, how can I function? You know, who am I to, you know, do this thing? Well, you're not, you, you may not have that. Um, you know, to fill those, these new pairs of shoes, you, you might not have it or feel like you have it. Mm. If you have this faith factor, this angel of God with you, this harmony with a natural, great, great natural force, well, then maybe with that, you do have it. You do have what it takes because you're not doing it alone. Absolutely. And that's, that's an embracing and, and getting in the flow of change instead of fighting it. It's, and, it's, and like you said, it's having, having faith in it that it's moving in a direction that's for your good, for your growth. Uh, so embrace that change. Embrace that change. And of course, I'll read it one more time. But I see the angel of God in every change is the affirmation that he gives us for this week. So use that affirmation. and I'll help you get where you're going. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. Great points. Thank you. I think uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for joining us on our Emmett Fox show on the Cosmic Eye Show. Uh, we are here each Sunday with a new episode. Uh, you can check us out at CosmicEye.org. Uh, if you'd like to donate, and please do because we need your help, uh, anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye. 
uh, check out Chris's website, or not website, excuse me, his uh, YouTube, uh, Manly Hall Society. And you can check us out at CosmicEye.org. I think I already mentioned that. Uh, so that's that's about it. Uh, Chris's book is The Spirit in the Sky. Mine is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. We'll be back next week. Thank you again. Have a great week. Goodbye and God bless.